Welcome back to another episode of Footballing with Ben Roethlisberger. My name is Spence, and as always, I am joined here with two-time Super Bowl champion, ladies and gentlemen, Ben Roethlisberger. Quick one tonight. Oh, that was quick. That was quick. Because we, we don't want to waste any time. Can't. Can't waste any time tonight. Why is that? Because the standard is the standard. That's what I hear. <laughs> I had this time. <laughs> we, we have one of the most asked about and requested guests. We did it. We do it for the fans, for the millions and millions watching around the world. Really, it's just a couple thousand. But really, for the millions of fans watching and all of our many sponsors, uh, we are so excited to have on the one, the only head football coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, this is this is fun, man. I, I'm just enjoying watching you two work. This Thanks for being be here. Good. This is going to be Glad awesome. To be here. We um we didn't do our pre NFL um, production meeting that you're used to. We don't we don't do production meetings here. I like how loose this is. Yes, it is yeah, going to be that kind of comfortable, eerily comfortable. <laughs> well, before we came on, like literally, we're like, this is what always, this is inevitably what happens every single time we do our show. With our guests, we sit, we start talking about, you know, you're catching up, whatever. And you're like, wait a second, we're about to do a show where we got to talk about this stuff. Like, what are we doing? And yeah. so the, the thing we just talked about is is social media now. You are just now on, because I don't have a Spence had to tell me, Instagram? Only yes. Instagram? Yep. Not Twitter or anything like that? Both. You're on both? Yes. Who runs your social media account? Teresa. <laughs> Why are you laughing? So you're are, are you are you're not one of those guys that sits up all night and and Absolute, tweets and absolutely does absolutely not. No. I will text Teresa something, yeah, and she executes. Nice, yeah. nice. Ter- Teresa is my buffer, man. Like Teresa, and, and could you think of a more appropriate one? No, yeah, like, no. The like, the like nicest and this. Oh, I'm, I guess I, I say this in like the most. Like nicest way I tried to I about said it it might not come the nicest bulldog you ever meet like that that, that, that can be mean but I don't, I don't mean it like that no that's so appropriate like, like she is the nicest like, sweetest person hey, in the world hey, but we'll get hey, after you hey like when I hand out like Thanksgiving turkeys yeah like she goes and she's like. <laughs> Security on the sneaky. You've already gotten one. Wham! Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, like it's so subtle. Yeah. But if anybody's out of line, man, she'll tackle them. You know no doubt, saying? and and and, have, and and not care about it all. Teresa, we love you to death. You're the love best. You, Teresa, appreciate um, you. Do you are you on social media because of your kids? Absolutely. Yeah. People ask me like, I'm. You know me. I'm not on it. And I'm you like, okay, be. I know. But yeah. I figure by the time my kids get on social media, it'll be something different. Somehow, somehow, hey. some way, right? Like, there's hey. going to be something. They, they're always a step ahead of you, right? Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on be real yet, so I'm late because my daughter, like that's her latest thing is be real. Um, I refuse to participate in the TikTok thing, you know. Yeah. But but I'm active enough just so I can have an appreciation for the space to kind of understand what motivates them and what's important in that space and what's not. Um, you know, just to maintain a connection, man, with your kids, man, mm-hmm. as they grow and. And particularly their generation, man, is such an important part of life for them. You can't deny that. It is a, com- a component of life for them. So the I can complain too. about it or and stay disconnected or I can participate on some level and work to gain some understanding. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do, um, Good perspective, Mike. Well, yeah, you want to get a little closer to that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move your angle. Yeah, if you could just point that towards you, um, too, Mike. Spence, you know, appreciate you. This Maneuver is, me as you wish. Yeah. See, this is this is this is how professional we are. We're all set up and ready to go. We yeah. we won't even cut that. Yeah. No, no, no. We're gonna Maneuver definitely leave that in. 
At some point, we're going to talk about. There's been one thing, you know, uh, Debo like kind of dropped them uh, like an f bomb. Because you know the sh- the show is faith, family, football, food. I get it. And he yep. did it, but it was so mumble because we made <laughs> we made him try a beer that had like sparkles in it. And he was it was so bad, but you couldn't tell what it was, so it was okay. But we had we literally don't edit anything out of this. The only thing we edited. And I don't know if we can talk about it, but one time Spence talked about almost getting run over by Aaron Donald in a parking lot. Well, now I got to take it out again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's the only thing I took out. But he didn't almost like run over in a vehicle. Yeah, it was 100. percent I was at the facility. I was I was filming. 100 his fault. You about to say my fault, oh. Aaron. Aaron. It was 100 percent my fault. I was just like walking in the middle of where the cars drive, and he whipped around that huge Jeep he's got, and I turned back. I was like, oh whoa! And I saw his Aaron Donald. I was like, oh my, hey, sir. Can I get you something? <laughs> like, is there anything? Excuse me. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know, Spence? You probably don't know. I bet a lot of people out there don't know. Yeah. So you came in oh, 08? Seven. Seven, eight. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so we've been, we were together for a long time, but we actually have a little bit of history before that. And not in the not NFL, but in college. So I'm aware. he. Was at Cincinnati. You just did. We never played against each other, though. You just left Cincinnati. Just left. Yeah. But he, but he recruited to Cincinnati. A lot of guys, not me, because he wouldn't recruit me. But <laughs> I didn't he, have that area. <laughs> Had I had that area, you'd be a Bearcat. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> but, but when I got to Pittsburgh, I was North East Ohio, North East Ohio, Ohio. Northwest Ohio. When I got to Pittsburgh, I, I he, was out of jurisdiction. Yeah, I yeah. Out of jurisdiction. You better believe if I had that area. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Bearcats or whatever. Yeah, no doubt. Um, He'd have been a two sport. I had Huggins involved. You know, yeah. oh, there. Like, oh. that's that'd have been the hook. That's how I got him. Oh my I'm like, Hug, can I bring him in the basketball locker room? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, old Charlie Cole uh, in Miami. But um, it was funny because when we got to Miami, you'd be like, hey, how's Larry Bird? How's Alfonso? All these guys. I'm like, how do you know these guys? And then I recruited them all yep. at, at Cincinnati. And it was just so we had a, like That's an instant cool, kind man. of connection, which was pretty cool. Yeah, Ryan Red. Ryan Red, yes, all those guys. Yep. Was, that was just was, I don't, I don't want me to think of that, but that's such a, that's a long, long time how's ago. How's Bird doing, man? Bird's doing good. He's still in Cleveland, yeah. um, doing some really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's one of the few. Him, remember Mike Larkin, my roommate. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mark. There's a few guys I still Cincinnati talk to. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Sanex. So um, some guys I still talk to. Obviously, Coop. Yeah, those guys. But but it's um, man, a long time ago, long time ago. Ain't no doubt. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Like I don't have any questions. It's just so funny. Yeah, oh, I think uh, we can intru- we can open up with a beer. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm, do my production meeting. <laughs> so uh, Mike and. Uh, I just want to let the people know. By all means, call me Mike. Okay, I want to let the people know <laughs> because I feel I just feel the comments coming. Oh, all right, uh, I have since since <laughs> this oh, feels so gonna, weird. You're going to get killed on the comments. 100 percent. Yeah, I am. How dare you? Yeah, he's a legend. Like I know. Listen, when he came downstairs, I said, "Coach T, how you?" And ever since, Coach T, Coach T, how you doing, yeah. sir? Like how you doing? Like I held, I hold him with very high esteem. He said, "Hey, man, you can call me Mike." I was like, oh, "I'm going to try." That's what I said. I'm gonna try. Yeah, how did it feel? It, it feel? it feels like it, it feels like you're going through your dad's wallet. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> it does not. It does not oh, feel. Man. That's pretty good. That's but, good. But I'm gonna go for it because that oh, is what he has good. asked me to do. Um, so we had mentioned previously, we sample <laughs> beers on this show, right? Um, the first beer we got, not a lot, just a little sipper. We got these little uh, these guys were right here. 
the first beer we got is from our good friends over at Cinderlands. Cinderlands uh, Pittsburgh Brewery. All right. Uh, in the strip. They're awesome. Yeah, in the strip district. Actually, they got a couple locations. We did our um, live show there. Really? With yeah. Kutch, Bob, um, oh, how about Pat came. Kutch is back. He, you know what? He yeah. owes it to me and hey. so Neil Walker and I sat down here and we're, this is before he signed. He said, "Hey, they got to bring Cutch back," and they brought him back. So we feel like he owes us a little something. Hey, Rolex, I, you know, nothing crazy. I, I kid you <laughs> not, man. I still got my Cutch jersey. I still got it. Hang yeah, on, I still got it. Let me see it. I'm talking about the one I wear to Cutch the ballpark. Oh, Cutch is awesome. <laughs> you know I, mean? I was so excited. <laughs> so excited to have Cutch back. Man, so this is from best. Cinderlands. This is from Cinderlands. They actually did a collab with Four One Two Food Rescue. Uh, which was a an organization that we actually partnered up with to do the live event, and um, I'm gonna mispronounce this, and I'm so sorry, but D Honoria's Eatery, uh, it's also a Pittsburgh thing. Do you know that place? Denoria's. Denoria is that it? Denoria's. Okay. Yeah. See, I figured. Um, but they take. He's like a like a he's a yinzer like through and through, man. But he's a man. But he's a he's a man of the people. Like he lives. I don't want to say where he lived, but you live like you're not in a gated community somewhere. Like, right? Did you move? You didn't move, did you? No, I live in the city. Yeah, yeah like, he's there, and he's doing stuff, and he's, like, it, that's, I think that's commendable. So, this is a, um, this is a, was it, Hazy IPA. Oh, this, this is going to be good. <laughs> okay. Hazy IPA. I'll put it in the beer can. We have it here today, folks. It's called Compan, which means with bread. With mm. bread? With bread. It is brewed with the bread from the Honoria's. Uh, is that a bakery? Is that, a, like, Honoria's? Yeah. Um... I, I know that my wife knows them yeah. and she frequents there, uh, but don't turn me into a liar, man. That's about my. <laughs> that was my very knowledge. good. Yes, so that that is what we're working with. Okay. It is yeah, hazy IPA. Other information we got here is a little bit of backstory. Proceeds from the sale of this beer support the work of Four and Two Food Rescue to bring healthy food to those experiencing food insecurity. So this is out and available now, I believe. So if you oh, guys cool. go grab that, guys. yeah. For both, because I'm sure it's going to be delightful because it smells delightful. Yes. But because it helps. Do you know 412 Food Rescue? Are you yes. familiar with them? Yes. They're awesome. Awesome stuff. Yeah. All right, All right. Coach. Cheers. What's it smell like to A good beer? Yes, what it do does. <laughs> yes. He was yes. asking me if you're a beer guy. I said, yeah, Coach drinks. I said, don't know if he's a craft beer guy, but I know mm-hmm. that you'll drink like Coors. Hey, I mean, hey, drink hey, I'm, I'm the most regular beer drinker. You okay. know what I mean? Just your standard. But I can go there. All right. Go ahead. So give yourself a little... It is nice. What are your thoughts? Um, what do you taste? I don't know what I taste. <laughs> um, that's, that's, like, a, that's a very taste, real reaction, taste, though. Yeah, it tastes like beer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, like a craft beer of some kind. Okay. Like something you get in a brewery where you can't get your standard beer, but it's the oh. in-house variety, you know? A lot of craftsmanship. Yeah. Attention to detail. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, yeah. That's that's delicious. That's amazing. So, we started this show. We were we so cheers. Cheers. Yes. So we drank Coors Banquet. Coors. Yeah. So good. Kind of kind of started off somewhat regular in our beer experience, and through through this show, we've kind of broadened our horizons, if you will. Ben has become an IPA. This is a thing. Oh, it's a, like a... Oh, this is a thing. Well, the, like beer, beer culture, like we're just visiting. There are some real people about that life. Yeah. We are just... Oh, they, they, yeah. The comments will still get on. Like, yeah. no, yes. we're you. Sorry. Like, we're, yeah. we're not trying to be like, but we just enjoy yeah. it. But yeah, go ahead, Spike. Are you going to finish that? No, that, I mean, that's just that we are, hey, we are just mere mortals. It's <laughs> okay. funny, though, like when you, like, because I'm, you know, me, the domestics, the Bud Lights, like I would drink that's me. I love it. But mm. since I started doing this show, like 
like you see my fridge back there, you don't see many. Can you recognize many? Yeah. You don't recognize many, do you? Because it's a bunch yeah. of just crafts and IPAs and different things in there. And since this show started and, and Spence and I hanging out, if I drink something that it's like, it's okay. But now I want like the, the crafty stuff is unbelievable. Has one just knocked the socks off you? Do you have a favorite? Or, or don't answer that. This guy's really good. This one is, this is mild. This, I don't it is mild. mild. It is. Mild IPA. Um, Cinderland seems to, to hit it and they're local. I'm not trying to just. We're not sponsored by Cinderland. No, we're not. We just really they're, they're, yeah. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. I'm just no. no I'm right there. We don't have. To, I'd love to be sponsored yeah, by Cinderland. We're just not. Amazing. They're just awesome people. Um, I don't know if there's one. Yeah. That I really like. We we've had some unique stuff. I'm trying to think. <sighs> like a, like a, a type of beer or like a uh, like a brand specific one. Like a, spe- a specific like. This is my regular. Mm. I really like like um, Vienna Lagers. It's kind of multi. It's probably along the lines of your domestic, like normal beer, but it's yeah. it's more flavor. It's a little bit more dense. I don't like the super super hoppy stuff, which he's into. Like he's in like the IPAs. I like I can appreciate a good IPA. I just won't hang out on one. If we're going out, say hey man, let's go grab. Like I'll have one, but beyond that, yeah. it just drives me out. Get dehydrated. Yeah. So I don't like the stouts. Oh yeah, we should we should, the, the we should stout, do one tonight. You like coffee, big time. Oh, no, we should, you know, should I switch one of these no. up? No? But I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give them that, that one over there, that, that oh, bumblebee yeah. on the way out. Oh, oh yeah, you'll <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, you'll like that. I'm not trying it. <laughs> yeah. I already had it. Uh, that's the whole joke of this show. Like, I don't like coffee. I don't. And so, a lot of stouts are like a, just a real dark, like motor oil. Yeah. And it's like, it has a coffee licorice, black licorice. Yep. Like, and that, that's all awful to me. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like this big thing. Like people will send in stouts. Like people will send shirts that say like I hate stouts and all this stuff for me. Yeah. If I drink yeah. it, it's miserable. I, I always blame him because I think he does it on purpose because the fans want to see it. It's awful. I can neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, I hate. It. But but that did they send only one? No, there's two four packs. Oh, thank you, Sendo. You know they ain't gonna do us like that. That is really good. I like that a lot. Yeah, it, I think the way you describe it is perfect. It's like a mild IPA. I think you could drink. Like I was saying, I might not have more than one. You probably have. Oh, more. I drink more. Like, yeah. IPA. What does IPA mean? What is just educate me quickly? You got it, buddy. India Pale Ale. Yeah, hmm? it's an India Pale India Ale. Pale Ale. Okay. Usually, it, I, 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 I say it's my show. I'm gonna spend. Oh, <laughs> you want No, it's it's just usually usually the beer is like you know how like uh, like your domestic that you're drinking, whether yeah. it's Iron City, Coors Light, Bud Light, Miller Light. Those domestic those ones they make they mass produce, right? Yes. They're not. Hoppy, right? It's 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 a, mm-hmm. a flavored water in a nice way. I mean, it's light. It's yes. light. Yeah, that was so yeah. rude to say flavored water. I didn't <laughs> no. mean it like that. No, yeah. but, but it's light, light. right? It's there, and even if you're drinking Budweiser or you know, those yeah. heavy, it's, it's still just it doesn't have a lot of like that uniqueness. It's IPAs and, and 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 some of these things. Now there's there's double IPAs and single IPAs and East Coast and West Coast, and a lot of it's just the flavor. You get some of them, you get like a pine, like mm-hmm. a, like, you're like oh, it's like a pine tree kind of. So I know it sounds weird. Then some of them are like citrusy, right? You might get like grapefruit or you're like, oh, that's got some citrus to it. And it has that like, where it hits you back here, that little tang. It. Yeah, okay. That's the hops, yeah. right? I got it. I'm an alchemist. Yeah, alchemist. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so now if you went and drank, you know, your drink here, you're just like, okay, that's. You framed it for me when you said citrus. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've, so... ha- I've had some citrus ones that kind of I've liked before mm-hmm. i just didn't know what it was i'm just in a brewery give me give me that in-house stuff yeah lo- like know? that's so that's what i've been doing when i when we travel like i went to aspen with ashley recently it's like hey give me your give me a local ipa 
And that's why I want to try a local IPA, something that they're brewing right there. Um, and it just, you, I don't know, it just, it, it's become my thing. So that's, cool. that's kind of what yeah. we've done. Yeah, I think the learning aspect has been, <coughs> has been the coolest part about entering. Because it, like it is, uh, like crappier culture is a culture. Yeah. And you got people who are about that life, people who are, are it, it's the same like foodies. You know what I mean? Are you a foodie yep. at all? So people who really get into like using local ingredients, caring about the craft. And I think that's the coolest thing. Even you making friends with like the good people over at Cinderland. It's like you, these people care about what they're doing. They care about the yeah. work that they're doing. And I can respect anybody who does that. Oh, and when you no get a, pro, like a great product that brings people together on top of that, I'm sold. Yeah. And, and yeah, to, to echo that, it's like, again, not knocking anybody, but when you have these big domestics, it's like, how much can we produce? When you get to some of these like craft stuff, it's like I want to make this taste yeah. a certain mm-hmm. way. You know, yeah. I want to. I want to. It's the process. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and have you enjoy. But yeah. when you taste that little is it drier sometimes. I mean, but you yeah, can. We'll try, yeah. But they have bitter almost. Yeah, it's just all kinds of different kind of flavors. So that's I sm- that's your I smell a home brewery coming. Huh? Yeah. We tried. It once, <laughs> we do. We tried. It was so <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> there was awful. There was there was no saving grace. Mm-hmm. There wasn't mm-hmm. even like something we could have been like. Well, at least it's. No, it was just it was what it was. Swing and a miss. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but we tried. We did we try. Did, we we did were try. stoked about it. But this was really good. So yeah. Um, I want to I want to get into as we this is like fun, but this is going to lead us down some fun, like. Oh, let's do it. Um, college. Even a smaller school than me. William and Mary. What are you? What is that? The fighting what? Bears uh, or something? The tribe. You know. Just the tribe. Yes. Is that still like allowed? Can you say that? If we just refer to it as the tribe. Okay. We were a little bit more artful than Miami. <laughs> <laughs> we were a little bit more elusive. Well, well <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we went from the red we went from the Redskins to the Red Hawks. So you know what I mean? Yeah, we I just went, we just the tribe. The tribe. What yeah. we can um, describe a group of people. And you went true. Uh, very true. Um you were a wide receiver there. Some people yes. I'm sure most people know that. Tell me what kind of a wide receiver were you? Were you a speed guy? Were you a, a route runner? Were you a here's the thing when, go-to guy? When, when you're an FCS football player, your perception can be skewed. Um, in that environment, I was a deep ball guy. Okay. And so there was a perception that I was a deep ball guy. But um, in the world that you and I are familiar with, I was not a deep ball guy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's what's so funny. Um, because you know how it is, man. Perspective is everything, right? You know, the guys that I played college ball with, I was a deep ball guy. Yeah. But I've been exposed to so much more football since college <laughs> that I have the, like, harsh realization yeah. that I was a deep ball guy in that environment. Were you guys a were you a running team or a throwing team or like a, a ba- balance? Okay. Balance. Yeah, we um So it wasn't like you were a triple option and then you might catch like a one two balls a game. I was a deep ball guy, so I was always catching three real one four, real one trick pony. But I could be described that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bro, like seriously. Like I'd be like three for seventy five. Yeah. You, you know what okay. I mean? Okay. Um and so yes. Um, but we had, we had a division of labor. Like we were, we were successful. It was cool, man. I lost, I lost two home games in college. Oh, you you know what I mean? And so we had, we had a division of labor. Um, we had a tenured coach. He knew what he was doing. 
Like we killed you the same every weekend. It was two fifty on the ground, two fifty in the air, mm. and and if we did it right, we had ball caps on in the fourth. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that that that's what we were. So how did you go from being a a wide receiver to like a defensive coach? Like you're a defensive you're a defensive head coach. You're a defensive obviously you're a DB coach. Yeah. No. How how do you go to defense from that? I got into coaching my very first year. I was a wide receiver coach. I was a restricted earnings coach. And my mom made me promise that if I was going to continue in coaching, that I would get my master's. Okay. And so I go to a coaching convention. What was your first coaching job? Where was it? VMI, Virginia Military, oh, Military Institute. Institute. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that VMI. was your very first coaching? Very first. Out of college? Yes. Like right away? Yep. Okay. I made 8000 a year, man. I was on top of the world. Absolutely. <laughs> I, like, I don't think I knew They used to call year. it restricted earnings coach. That just means you're That's not broke. like a GA. That's like a, like a legit it's, coach. It's like lower. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Like it's like lower, bro. It's like lower. We want we want a class action lawsuit um, because you couldn't restrict someone's earnings in America. Okay. But at the time, we were referred to as restricted earnings coaches. I they, can't even make it up. They saw no problem with calling it that. <laughs> that you know what I mean? like, that actually was the title. It's like, what like are we restricted being sued for? earnings coach. What are we being sued for? Well, you're restricting their earnings. Like says who? Says the like, title of that job. Like. So the class action lawsuit begins, man. I'm like, I move on in my coaching career. I'm like, heck yeah, I'm participating. I'm going to make it better for the next man. My wife's like, hey, you might want to leave that alone. You know? <laughs> like, I'm like, what can they do to me that they already haven't done? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm working for the Bucks at this time. This is years later. But um, so I'm at VMI as a restrictor earnings coach. I'm a wide receivers coach, among other things. But like at those places, man, you do everything. Yeah. Um, and my mom made me promise if I was going to continue in coaching that I'd get my master's. Mm. And so I go to the coaching convention that year. It's my very first coaching convention. Um, it's in New Orleans, and I'm, like, hunting a GA spot. And, like, you know, naive, I'm thinking, like, I'll go get a GA spot, <laughs> not knowing how hard these things are to come by. Long story short, the only one I could get was at Memphis, and it was a defensive GA spot. Mm. And... The only reason I got that when the head coach from Memphis, Rip Shearer, was a William and Mary graduate. Mm. And he kind of recognized me and knew who I was. And just on the strength of the alma mater game, Dang. Uh, I got on. And so um, I didn't, it wasn't an agenda. It was just, a, it was a GA job. Sure. It just happened to be on defense. And I went on from there. Keith Never Butler changed. was on that staff yeah. wow. as the outside linebacker and special teams coordinator. Was Randy and, there? And no, Randy was not. He was at Purdue. He oh, okay. he had he had left. But okay. I met him through that I networking relationship. Okay. And Butts was a Butts. guy who really took took an interest in my growth and development. Hmm. Um, you know, because again, I had no defensive background, and so I go to his office during downtime and learn defense, talk defense, and stuff like that. And that was the beginnings of it for me. Was Butts the same back then as he was? Absolutely. <laughs> I can I, I absolutely do. <laughs> My wife used it. to refer to him as that Jeff Foxworthy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Butts is great. I love Butts. I love Butts. Like, just beautiful. Same guy. Yeah. Same guy. But my wife had never really been around, like, a Southern guy like that. Like, yeah. my wife from Jersey, man. She's like, <laughs> she thought it was an act. 
You know what I mean? That's why she called him the Jeff Foxworthy guy. <laughs> like she thought it was like, you know, I'm you like, didn't know any better, you would think. It was you know what I'm saying? He's, he's I'm funny. like, no, babe, that's him. Stop. You know, you're insulting him. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Did Kia go to William and Mary too? Yeah, that's where y'all met. Yeah, I, I didn't realize she went there. Yeah, yeah. She was wow. a gymnast. I knew she was a gymnast. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know William and Mary had gymnastics there. Yep. Yep. I don't know what sports y'all have there. Hey, stop acting like this is some <laughs> obscure outpost, okay? It's a pretty solid institution. power five compared hey, to William hey, Mary. I, I swear, I would, pay, I would pay for the transportation for that road game. <laughs> I would love to see the tribe roll into Oxford, Ohio. I'm telling you. Hey, oh hey ADs. <laughs> Make ADs it happen. Do it. Make oh it happen. Oh, boy. You know what I mean? I pay for that. Just, Just... <laughs> Just for the potential to be able to kind of have him tight for a weekend, because he'd be tight. tight. <laughs> he'd be tight. Come on, he'd come be on, tight. Man. He'd be like, oh, come on, come on, Red Hawks. We have to make like, come on, Red Hawks. Hey, listen, don't don't listen, disappoint we, me. We got issues going on right now. We got issues. We want, uh, I'm not gonna edit this, but we want Mike Bath. I want Mike Bath. Sorry, sorry. I, I'm, sorry, from, sorry I'm familiar with Bath. I know from Mike, from my time. When Mike hey, Mike Bath was a quarterback ahead of me, so he was a senior when I was a freshman. Mike Bath was a type, and I love Mike to death. Mike knows this, and he would never mind me saying this. When, if if and when Mike threw an interception, you know this. <laughs> he was a dude like most quarterbacks. When you throw a pick. It's like, okay, like I'm going to kind of go backwards and be the last line of defense. Some quarterbacks just go to the ground. They, they give up. Some quarterbacks that, that can't give up will like work their way backwards, try to be last line, maybe trip a guy up, yeah. get tagged, mm-hmm. do something, get a penalty. Mike Bath was the guy that ran past everybody and tried to knock the guy out because <laughs> it was anger. It was like like he was built like a linebacker, yeah, too. Yeah, he was. And he would try. Yeah. And I think there were a couple of times he hurt himself, yeah. like, making the tackle. Like, it was – I love Mike. I, 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 I would, Mike Bath is an awesome guy. I, like, I rally behind that quarterback. Oh, he's great. For sure. Those are good teams, man. Yeah. They, straight, they, seriously. Uh, touchdown, Travis. Travis Prentice. Yeah, those are good teams. Trevor Gaylor. Yeah. Trevor Gaylor, Sly, Sly Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, Ty Bucks and those guys. That's, those were all, like, when I got like, there, they were just on their way out in seniors. You know, um, do you, I don't know if you remember, Mike Montgomery So was was went to Finley and was a senior when I was a freshman. So he hosted me, defensive end yes. line, kind of had some knee stuff. His son is the number one lineman. He's at Ohio, just went to Ohio State. He's like uh, enrolled, yeah, Hello? yeah, tackle, wow, wow. En- uh, enrolled early, like number wow. one tackle either in the state or like two in the country, How like big time. Uh, he's six five, three, like three, hey, three. Just what over is three. the latest on the, your little cousin's boy? How big is that human? Name? He's he's big. They, you know, they they both transferred out. One of them went to Bowling Green, transferred out. Yeah. To, they're both at Tiffin now. They're Tiffin. They transferred to Tiffin. Just so they're teammates. together. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. yeah but I, shoot, I've been to Tiffin, man. I spoke at that clinic years ago. Nate, uh, not Nate, yeah, Nate Washington. Tiffin. Nate Washington. Remember? And uh, Tiffin. our boy Derek. Yeah. He's from Tiffin. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, since we're on the college real quick, what I'd love to get your thoughts, especially because um, uh, Dino, is he still in Maryland? Is he a, Boston College. Oh, he transferred to Boston? I thought he was BC. in Maryland. Yeah, he was. He transferred last January. Oh, I don't even know. That's what happens when we, don't, portal we don't work together anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that works, you know. But um, so, okay, well, since it's the portal – this would be a great. What are your thoughts on the portal and NIL? I'm gonna. It'd be different because you got a because you got a boy in it too. I'm gonna shock you. Okay. Because um, I would love to know how you if you if you're a college coach, I want to know what you thought. Yeah. And it hasn't changed because um, I have feelings. Um, I think from a college coach's perspective, I would hate it. Yeah. Um, Agreed. It is difficult to mold developing young people um, under those circumstances. Um, as a parent, 
when they have access to NIL and their own finances, they're more difficult to manage, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I understand the, the issues from that perspective. Um, but I think just largely I'm a proponent of, of what's transpired. Okay. Um, I think that, um, forget my kids. There's so many kids in that circumstance that have needs, their families have needs. Um, and, and that's a means of supporting those needs. Um, I see it. When my, when my oldest boy went to college and was playing Power 5 football, I look at his friends and, and the conditions that they come from, their home life, um, like it is, it has re- really been a positive thing in the lives of a lot of people who mm-hmm. need it. Um, it is inconsequential in the life of my kid and, and personally, I wish he didn't have it because mm-hmm. I could keep better track of him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I see the benefit, man. It's, it's, it's life-changing in some instances. Mm-hmm. But, what um, about the, but what about the kids that are getting paid more than NFL guys? Like, like, so Ryan, my agent, was in California, and he's, there's, a, there's this quarterback that he went to see, is a senior in high school, that has like a three-year $15 million NIL deal. Like, wait, it, like, like come on now. The, 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 the extreme ends of it is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. But it, it needs to be some levels of control in terms of managing the outliers. Mm-hmm. But I'm just talking about the regular yeah. stuff, the, the vast majority of the kids. They're getting things that are making life more comfortable for them, maybe mm-hmm. allows them to live independent of their families in totality mm-hmm. and that's probably a good thing or maybe even have enough to maybe help their family in some instances yeah. fly their mom out for a game in, in, in instances where she wouldn't be uh, able to and things of that nature I'm just talking about the masses yeah okay um, the outliers well, the problem is you don't hear you, yeah. you, wanna, you don't hear about the masses yeah. like you hear about yeah. the big deals the, the, that I are agree ridiculous with you. the, the you outliers know? crazy um, come on but, Evan but I guess I'm just talking about the the average power five kid. Yeah. Um, I, I, I probably, I'm probably looking at it from that perspective. Sure. Um, oh. it, 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 mm. it's a cool thing in some instances. Um, do you, do you think that has, or what do you think? Man, this is some we cute, can keep talking about this. We got to keep talking about this. This is some cute stuff. You got this is Evan. Evan. Evan's like, sir. Evan is like a crowd mm. favorite. Like the people are like, Man. we want more Evan. <laughs> so, hey, so hey, this is almost too cute to eat, but, uh-huh. but so, I'm going to eat it. I so promise. part of the deal is we bring Evan in and when we have people come on, this is a new segment. We're trying to do like food, right? One yeah. more, one more F. And so he, he tries to figure out like where the person's from, like maybe there's something unique or what they did. And so, like he was like, well, you know, from Virginia, like we can do boiled peanuts, <laughs> Virginia ham. Like, what are we trying to do? So, Evan comes up with this menu, and we're gonna we're trying to create a, a football and like cookbook with Evan. I think it'd be sweet. But Evan, what do we have? That's kind of cool. It's all yeah. homemade. What it's, we got? It's my play on Virginia country ham and biscuits. So it's a biscuit with cheddar and jalapenos in it, and then you yeah. got the Virginia ham, a little bit of cheddar cheese on there, and honey mustard. Like a honey mustard Man, sauce. I can Did it have to that. be so, like, large? Yeah. I'm, I'm from, like, 30 minutes from Smithfield, which is, like, Smithfield ham. Yep. So, yeah. Excellent. So, <laughs> all right. Thanks, so Evan. <laughs> Thanks, Evan. Excellent. Appreciate you. Enjoy. We will. Yeah, I want to I I ask him a question. Yeah, I, I'm always curious with NIL stuff, um, and I think about so. the impact it's going to have on the professional level, because obviously in the college level, 
historically, it's always been the stepping stone on which you prove yourself to get to the league. And for, I'd be curious to hear your input as somebody who um, famously rejects comfort. Uh, you'd mentioned that it could provide these kids a level of comfort who, who are in situations where that money might, you know, help out the fan, which I love. I love that opportunity is available. But do you think it's going to have any significant impact on the professional level of the game? At the end of the day, no. Why um, is that? In terms of impacting us um, as a professional level, no. Um, I, I think professional football competing at the highest level is a dream. Um, I think NILs and the money that they can earn while playing college football makes that that time in their life more comfortable, more enjoyable, et cetera, et cetera. But um, maybe in some instances it can delay um, their pursuits of the NFL by 12 months. Sure. But um, but I, I think even in that instance, we're talking about the outlier. Um, I, I think the outlier examples dominate a lot of the discussion. Sure. Um, I got two boys that play Division One college ball, and so I just I just see kind of the totality of it. And in most instances, you know, it's just it's cool little things yeah. um, that make them more comfortable, that that ease the burden of college life, as as we all know it. You know, hey, how am I going to wash my clothes, etc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's 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 stuff like that. Now at the major programs and the major players. Um, sure, there needs to be some regulatory adjustment, man, just for competitive fairness, first and foremost, just as a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, competitive fairness is a big component of it if you're talking about just keeping all fans engaged uh, as opposed to it being an arms race where a limited number of people get a chance to participate. Um, and so, you know, I think no question the outliers are, are crazy. It needs to be something from a regulatory standpoint. Um, but the vast majority of the kids, man, it's just a pretty cool thing, man. They they get a chance to eat a free meal and stuff. like, And they don't have to look over both shoulders like Ben did when he was in Oxford getting <laughs> the free meals. Get nothing. You know what get I mean? Nothing, like, like he didn't have to sneak and get the free meal. Nothing. <laughs> nothing, hey, look at us now. Yeah, look at us now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, get you in, Coach. Yeah, man, get, you know it. Get a piece of that off. Mine's, mine's almost gone. That, that um, is that's unbelievable. Oh wow! That biscuit, all homemade. Thank you, Evan. Um, Man, yeah. Well, while you, yeah, while you Man, dig into that, to dinner tonight. Um, <laughs> Dang. The um, I'm gonna ask you this as you're eating that, enjoying it. This is a quick, easy question, I think, because it kind of goes off that. Because I think I, you asked me this, or someone asked me this last week, because mm-hmm. we were talking about golf like that new live and all that stuff. And I think you asked me, do I ever think there'll be another USFL, XFL, anything that can compete with the NFL? And I said, never. That can really, I mean, truly compete. Like the live is really, comp- I mean, they're, they're taking some of the best players. Do you think they'll ever like, I should say never. That's probably a bad way to say, it. but I just think there's so much money in the NFL and it's like the King. I don't think it'll ever, there'll ever be a league that can compete with it. It'd have to be a global league. It'd have to be, Something not in the continental U.S., not in the north, northern, you know, North America. Yeah, it would it would have to be global. It re- would require global money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't think people care that much globally about the NFL. I, yeah, but you said ever. Yeah, I, I hear you. And yeah, so yeah, that that's yeah. That's, I you know the development of the game on a global level. Um, you know, I'm a football fan, and I watch yeah. like any football. Like, there's this new European league of American football. 
I don't even know. It's 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 it, it looks like D three. Really? Yeah. Are but, you watching the XFL? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you're like all in. But you're are you in it to like look for players? Or are you in it just because you love football? I just I watch football. Yeah. Like there's this league I called the A sevens. A sevens. A sevens. Man, it's based out of like Eastern Pennsylvania, Maryland, Jersey, and it is tackle football. No pads. <laughs> That's it awesome. is awesome. It is online. A7s. No pads. No pads. No helmet. These guys are goons. <laughs> like unbelievable. Ru- like rugby. Um, yes. It's like the stuff that Chris Kiamatsu would be really good at. Hey, man. These guys are goons, clone out there? Hey, man. You can buy a franchise, okay? <laughs> I, I've been strongly considering it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think there's a team in Allentown is like the closest oh team to us, man. Gosh. I'll go in them with you. Oh, I'll man. Go, you know what I mean? Like, like, Could you imagine if this team owned by... <laughs> Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger. Hey, yeah, I hey, got, I got a lot of some on cousins. Give it five minutes. <laughs> All right? Give it five minutes tonight. Promise me that. A sevens. A sevens. Do you ever? What was that game called? Do you ever see that Netflix joint? It was, um, it was the world champions or something where they fight each other. What was that thing you were just talking about? Oh, that I showed you on the. Oh, I showed somebody. Yeah, yeah. Talking about the ones where they, they play just, over in Sicily. Yeah, and they fight. Oh, it was like it's a like, combination of UFC, football, soccer. Rugby. Rugby, like if you get, yeah, if you go to the ground, you have to, it, it, yeah, it's, um, it's home game, no, home games. Home, home team, home, home games. I don't know. We're doing a great job at explaining it's it. But, yeah. but it's this game where uh, you, there's only one game a year. You can only play for the team of Four the region teams. that yeah. you're born in. Oh, wow. And the first line of defense hey. is like, a, yeah, 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 it's hey. a bare knuckle fight. Hey. It's just like, I got to get this ball here, but the first line of defense <laughs> is just war, dude. Yeah. And you roll in. It's and, crazy. Yeah. It, it's, it's one of the most violent things I've ever seen. People, and they don't get paid for it. It's uh, for honor. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's beautiful. So is there anything called. in the XFL that you see? Home seeing? game. It's called, there's a whole series called Home Game. Home Game. And they do all these different games of like like sports or whatever you've never heard of. And it was the very first episode. And I was like, like yeah, yeah, it, it yeah, makes yeah, your I'm eyes amazing. like, yeah, yeah, holy smokes. I'm into that. Um, or you, you got to say something? I was saying, is there anything, you say you're watching the XFL. Is there anything that you're watching in the XFL that you you're, you like for the game as a whole? Just from a rules perspective? Yeah. Um, yeah, because you're on competition committee, right? Yeah. You, what about the kickoff thing? Is that something that's interesting or not really? Um, it's, it's all of it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm not, I, I pride myself in like not being resistant or, or, or open to change. While at the same time, man, I'm kind of a, you know, I appreciate the historical perspective of certain aspects of the game. And, and you lose something, man, when you minimize those plays. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, on a kickoff like, return on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, like you lose Devin, you lose Devin Hester. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead, deliver that again. I know you want to deliver. That again. <laughs> I know you want no, to no, deliver I, that no, again. No, no, no. I just, I just thought it when you talk about that play. Like you know, just you know, we're not listen. We're not bringing controversy up. Spence, on here. I love he can just like enjoy. You know my no, misery, man. I'm, no, no, no. I'm minus 100k. At one of these you know, points, one when you retire, you know my kids, we're gonna talk their, their about tuition or what have you. <laughs> they got you know? deals. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. <laughs> no, I agree. Devin has watching that fun, that that uniqueness. Danny Smith will be out of a job. It, it's just <laughs> the historical component you, of the game, man. Like you know, I'm always <clears throat> hesitant on some of those things um, because it just, you know, there's the unintended consequence. Mm-hmm. of those things um like for example you'll appreciate this in an effort to make the game safer take the head out of the game um and all the things that we've done we're also now looking at this hip drop tackle um that when the head's behind and you fall on the back of someone's mm-hmm. legs 
the injury, the lower body injuries associated with that. Um, but that's probably an unintended consequence of, t- you know, an effort to mm-hmm. take the head out of the game. You know, we've been teaching head behind tackles, rugby tackles for, for, for a decade now. Yeah. Um, and so we got a generation of guys who, who are oftentimes head is behind the ball carrier. And how do you stop their forward momentum when your head's behind? They're falling. Then dropping. Yeah. And so we're seeing knees, ankles. But how many guys have, I mean, I've, I've heard it many times. Guys like, man, hit me in the head over, over blowing my ACL out. My ACL out. I, like, I, it, I don't know whether you mean it or not, but there's a lot of guys that would rather take that, blow, take that chance up here rather than that, that let me catch a ball and, and get my knee blown out. I understand the sentiment. Um, yeah, but, I do too. But, 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 you know, as an entity, man, we're responsible for the safety of guys. I understand and that. that. Whether they want it or not. Yeah, no, I, I get it. You, you know what I mean? I yeah, so I, I just, you know, I, I'm speaking with my competition committee hat on. <laughs> well, speaking you of know? that, which obviously you're not going to give us any information, because I was actually on my thing, because that quarterback push play that the Eagles do, well, I mean, other teams have done it. I've sat down, it's on record. When that in the, we we're in the middle of the season, maybe early in the season, I'm like, I bet you anything. When that season's over, they're gonna find the, the competition is gonna come together, and they're gonna figure out a way to. You can't just say you can't do it because that happens. Like, think about the times that a runner's run. He gets to the one yard line. He's held up, and then the linemen come, and you can't say you can't push. I know, I believe you can't pull, right? Correct. That's a rule, but you can push. Correct. So at some point, I, I mean, I said this, Spence, didn't I? That they're gonna they're gonna try and find a way. To say, okay, only one guy can push. Or something's <laughs> going to, there's going to be some sort of a thing, right? But my question isn't necessarily about what the rule is going to be, because I know you're on the committee. As a defensive coach or as a coach, how do you stop that play? If, if, if the rule never changes, how can, can you even stop? Can you stop a team from getting one I, yard? I think, I think, whether, the guy? whether or not you can stop someone from getting a yard, man, it's, it's a lot of variables in that discussion. Mm-hmm. Environment being a component of it. Agreed. You know, stadium, home, away, et cetera. Um, but I, I think we're going to see the defensive coaches' collective response to it in 2023. And I think that probably that's what's going to create the larger, broader discussion about whether or not it's going to be continue to exist. Because I think one of the things that I'm hearing in coaching circles is that the defensive coaches are going to push as well. And so now you're going to get back to the very things that were outlawed rugby, on the field goal. Rugby, so turning rugby scrum. Well, the, the, but the, push, timing, the but push was outlawed on, on field goal. Oh, you mean getting it back that way. Yeah. For, for player safety mm-hmm. on the field goal game. And so what is it going to look like when both sides are pushing? Um, is that going to be a desired look? What's going to be the unintended consequences of that? But still, think, if you're an I offense and you, and you have the advantage of the snap count, like you said, and I get home. If you have the advantage of a snap count, because that's what people – like I think you asked – someone asked me, but, well, why not put – even Casey Hampton was in there, and you told him to go low. And, and if you need one yard, the timing of a snap and the quarterback being able to use his cadence, you can't stop one a half a yard or a yard. If you get but, three guys pushing, why not put a put Casey Hampton at D, at fullback – and push the quarterback. But that's that's ball when you're good anyway, right? I get it. I get nobody it. Nobody. You, when you're good, right? nobody can stop you from it. getting a yard. But put it, why aren't, why aren't teams? That's, just, that's the essence of the game, man. Like, you but know. the next time people are going to put two D linemen or that big old lineman back there and say, okay, now you're going to push him too. It's just going to turn into like how many guys can you get I mean, there's, a, there's only so many guys going to be allowed in the backfield due to the rules of the game. And yeah. so there's going to be a limit to where that ends. Um I just think the I think the significant component of the discussion is what is it going to look like when the defense starts pushing? 
Yeah. And you got these two units pushing and the consequences of that from a health and safety perspective, from an entertainment perspective, you know, um, what's that going to look like? Hmm. And so I think that's where the discussion is going to be, but where it's going to lie. I don't think, I don't, you know, I can, I can look at it from a 360 degree perspective. Like I don't care. Like, because if, if it's available to everyone, then, Should then everybody's going to be able to get a yard. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what I mean? And so from that standpoint, it's going to be fair. It's just, is it entertaining to, to the dude in his basement? Yeah. Does, you know what I mean? Um, well, from, why, why'd from, you point out Ben when you said that? Because I just imagine, <laughs> I just imagine him in his basement saying, "What are we doing here? <laughs> what is that?" <laughs> Back when I used to have to sneak, I had no, no assistance. Help. <laughs> They're like, "Get out of the way! I'm pushing guards out of the way." <laughs> you know? Absolutely, that is so true. So true. That's, is that something? Is like being on the competition committee and and anticipating the defense to have an answer for it that you guys are concerned about player safety. Um, with what, what you would anticipate them to do. Is that something that you regulate beforehand so they're I, not able to, or do you have to let that play out and see what happens? You know, it, in some instances, yes. In some instances, you're willing to let it play out. I don't know where this discussion is going to lie. Sure. Um, I don't know if the two units pushing is going to lead to what I suggested. I just think that that's kind of been the shape of the discussion, and and we'll see where it goes this spring. Um you know, I, I, I think that, you know, I think that allowing people to push largely has been those instances that you initially described. Um, I don't think from a rules perspective that they envision what we're seeing right now. Hmm. Um, and I think that's what's producing the discussion. There's always unintended consequences of people manipulating language in, in an effort to find a winning edge and when we're uncomfortable with it, usually there's a change in the language. When we're not, usually it becomes a global thing and its, and its impact becomes less significant and less a topic of discussion. Sure. Um, I, you know, so I think that's where all of this is going to lie. Where it's going to land, I don't think any of us know. Uh, but I think if you've been in it any length of time, you kind of see the framing of the discussion and, mm. and, and how it's going to, you know, the track that it's going to be on. It's funny because as we're, my last, not really a competition committee question, but I have this, I've had this, I wrote this note down when we were sitting down here watching the playoff game. And I'm like, if I ever get coach on here, I'm going to ask him. There you go. And I have it. The Kansas City Cincinnati game. Again, I'm not trying to ask you anything crazy, but when they redid the down, the old redo. Now, obviously, they're saying that the ref was in the back. Block. They redid the down. I know if I'm on offense, you're excited as, as, how do you feel as a coach when, when that happens? Advantage of offense on a redo the down. Absolutely. 100% of the time. Absolutely. 100% of the time. 100% of the time. It, it, it happened, right? 100% of the time. It, uh, you, you redo anything. How can you it's do advantage a redo the guy down. with the ball in his hands. How can you redo it? I don't understand that how that happens. <clears throat> that, I still, I, I, like I said, I'm not trying to get you in trouble. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I just, I'm you, just you asked me a global kind of I question. Know, I, know, I know, I know. And I gave you a definitive global answer. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I do, I do have some other like, like coaching, get into coaching kind of questions. And some, I would love to get into some stories and whatever. But um, I was trying to figure out at, at some point, I feel like 
I'd be remiss if I didn't. And I feel like now might be a good time to do it because I know it's going to be a, a little bit of a somber thing. Um, and I don't want to do that at the end, but I would love to get, um, actually, cause I just got a text from him not long ago about coming on the show. Um, Ryan Chazier, he wants to come on the show, which obviously yeah. it's a, it was, it's, it's a, it's a sad story that has turned out. Obviously, you know, he's doing great things, but yeah. I would love to get your perspective as a head coach that was on a, the field when that happened. I mean, we just saw something happen last, um, this last year with, with, um, DeMar Hamlin, right? Did you, did you have a relationship with, I don't know if you did, yeah. you, know at all? Okay, oh, yeah. I you did. Oh yeah. Um, with that, but obviously with Ryan's thing, like what, looking back on it and thinking and then, you know, seeing what happened with him on the same field, which is freaky, right? What what was, you know, take me through the Ryan thing in your mind. For, um, I think, first of all, um, I knew it was really serious instantly by the way he rolled off of that tackle, the way mm-hmm. the play came to an end. It was an unnatural look. Um, and so like I knew instantly it was a real problem. Um, I think, and just largely, let me say this, man, it was probably the darkest professional day I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Like to have a guy laying like that. Um, and so that, I just want to frame it from that perspective. Like there's nothing worse as a coach. There's nothing worse. Um, but I think when I got to him, he was so conscious in communicating that I was naive. I I think a significant part of me said it's going to be okay because he was, he was Ryan. Mm -hmm. He was like, Oh man, coach, I can't feel my legs. Oh my God. You know, I'm like, Ryan, relax, man. And because he could articulate it so well, it led you to believe, okay, man, this is going to be some temporary paralysis. He was out out not talking. Then you're like, yes. Yeah, I hear that. When I got to him, he was communicating with me. Mm-hmm. And, and so that just created probably an unris- unrealistic and probably inappropriate mm-hmm. kind of comfort in me in the big picture of things, you know? And, and so even though I knew, man, we, this is real, this is a major deal. I think part of me thought 10 minutes later, somebody was going to tap me on the shoulder. Hey, he's wiggling his leg. Yeah. Hey, he's, he's got feel, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it became scarier for me, the longer things went on and that did not happen. Yeah. Um, if, if that yeah. is real for you. Oh yeah. Um, but he created the unrealistic comfort in me because of how conscious he was, how articulate he was about what was going on with him. Um, that he kind of got me to the point where I was, focuses some of my energies on some others. Like Vince Williams was uncontrollable. Yes, for sure. And so he was articulating so well. And I'm like, Vince, look, man, he, he, he talking to us. It's cool. Like let these docs work, mm-hmm. you know, that type of deal. And so, you know, obviously well, it's weird. Cause you go from worrying about him to now worrying about like, you got to control other people too. But, but again, like was, he created yeah. kind of a comfort in me, mm-hmm. prop unrealistic. You know, but he did it. Yeah. Because he was just so articulate about what was going on. And so, like I said, you know, probably inappropriately so, I just had an expectation that somebody was going to tap me on the shoulder and give me some positive update that I could mm-hmm. share with the guys. You know, that's what I'm thinking as he left the stadium in the vehicle. 
Um, the longer it went on and that did not happen, um, obviously the initial fear that I had returned. Mm-hmm. And and by the end of the game, obviously, mm-hmm. um, I was scared to death, man. Like, um, to be a part of that, right, just sidebar, like, Boz kicked the game-winning field goal or whatever. You ever been a part of a game like that where, like, there was a game-winning field goal on, like, the last play of the game, man, and we walked out of the stadium like that? Like, I I couldn't. If you would have told – if you would have asked me, truthfully, like – You probably don't even remember whether or not we won. I don't have no idea. Yeah. No clue. It it was odd. Um, It was just odd on a lot of levels, but um, – and and so – after the game, my whole deal was to get to the hospital. And obviously, when I got to the hospital, then I knew what the was. worst fears was realizing, mm-hmm. like, this is where we are, man. This is what we're dealing with, you know. Mm-hmm. But in stadium, Ryan created a false sense of comfort in me that, that was unrealistic just by the way it's interesting. he responded. I remember thinking that, like, every time we went and saw him at the hospital, or every, like, every day you just woke up like, okay, he's, like – is, is is he good? Back to normal? Like like same thing. Like is it going to come back? And it was yeah. That, that's interesting. You say that about Ryan, like creating that. He, hmm. and you know Ryan, man. Like the things that make him special and stuff. Like that dude. He created that in everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the docs, the nurses, the rehab <laughs> people. Yeah. Like like his spirit. Kind of you, you you felt dirty. Because his spirits uplifted you, us. <laughs> yeah, like like I'm going to the I'm going. He's at Mercy or wherever he was. Um, I'm going to the hospital every day, man. I'm leaving. He's helping me feel better every day. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Ryan. That's his, See that's you tomorrow, his spirit, right? Yeah. See you tomorrow, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll, it, we'll, it, we'll get him on the show and ask him why he's so positive about that. Why <laughs> Why are you gonna do that? Like, um, that's kind of the that's the story within the story that I've probably never expressed. Um, I probably had a false sense of comfort about the circumstances, and he is the reason why. Hmm. In that's, stadium, that's, in that's stadium. That's, I never, I never thought about that. That's that's. Yeah, I mean, that's it all makes sense though, right? Because when I got to, like I said, I saw how he fell, and so I'm like, whoa, right? And so when I, I don't know if I even waited for a signal from the ref, I went to the field because <laughs> I just saw how he. How he how the play came to an end, but when I got to him, man, he was conscious and talking and clearly and so you know it just probably inappropriately created a sense of comfort in me. Well, it gave you evidence for the hope that you had. You yeah. see something, yeah. right, that's like oh no, and then you're hoping for the best, absolutely. And then you see a, and he a gave sliver of me. evidence. Like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he gave it to yeah. me yeah. to the point where I'm like, hey, Vince, man. I'm like, Get yourself together, man. Look at him, man. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, that's, that's wild, man. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I, I had to hit that because that just felt like. I mean, how do you not? But why don't you get us and let's go, let's go another beer, and then we're gonna. I want to transition into some like more fun stuff. Yeah, like I want to. I want to talk Super Bowl. I want to talk. Yeah, like you rem- like what you remember from two specific plays. Yeah, um, I want to cool. get your best story, like a football story. I want. I want to get you something. So. Cool. Let cool. me ask this one off while I'm pouring this then, because. Uh, Obviously, you, you appeared on RC show, which I thought was a great appearance. Uh, they have a great show over there. I thought your appearance was awesome to watch. I'll give you that. But you had mentioned that um, in that 
appearance, you had mentioned that your failure as a player motivated your coaching. Yeah. And, it's, and that you haven't let that go. Yeah. I believe is the way you worded that. Would you rather win three more Super Bowls as a coach or one as a player? Oh, man, I'll take a game check, man. I'll, I'll play. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I was that type of a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like are you kidding? Um, I give it all. I give it all up for a fifty-three man roster spot. Really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's why we all coach. I think we all coach because we can't play or we can no longer play. Um, if you really love the game, if you really love what we do, I think that's the that's the that's sole why I'm not, that's motivating why I'm not coaching because I can still play. <laughs> Like, I believe that. No, no, I believe no. that. He's played enough. <laughs> that, that, that thirst is quenched. Well, Mike, <laughs> you know what I mean? If it makes you feel better, I can't play or coach. So yeah. uh, hey. I think you're doing pretty good at the coaching. Yeah. Head coaches are getting younger and younger. Like you were the youngest, I believe, doing the Super Bowl. Yes. Did McVay take it? Yes. I told you this. McVay was a freshman when I was a senior in Miami. Not, my last year. I mean, that's these coaches are getting younger and younger, yeah. right? So you came in as you're not obviously a young guy anymore. You've yeah. been doing it for a long, 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 long time. <laughs> two, that's probably two one, maybe two, too many longs. It was long, 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 long. It was just but maybe one or two. So long. So if you if you but because they're so young and you came in as a young coach, if there was one piece of advice to give one of these guys, what would you give them? Wise counsel. Seek um, wise counsel. Seek wise counsel, mm. man. Like, like don't 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 hide don't hide behind your position um show true confidence in the seeking of wise counsel um that was one thing that i was committed to um that's why my staff was constructed the way it was constructed like i was probably on the job seven eight years before the before the, the transition of the staff in terms of age where the guys were my age or younger um, I just wanted to surround myself with wise counsel and not my friends. Um, and so that's always what, what I don't, I don't give a lot of advice because these are lonely jobs and you got the job because of your leadership skills, independent thinking, et cetera, belief in self. Um, but I tell them to surround themselves with wise counsel, man, that, that they better do that. Um, because it's just the twists and turns, the complexities of the job. Um, there is no substitute for experience. And so, you know, uh, wise counsel is helpful. That's good. Tell us about this beer, yeah. Spence. I always thought the best coaches put together good, like, head coaches let coordinators coordinate, right? I, I, Letting people do their jobs. That's, 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 crazy, that's, that's a crazy concept. Crazy concept. Yeah, that's biblical advice there too, Coach T. Wise counsel. Wise bro. counsel, man. Uh, this is a... Grapefruit shandy. Say, like yeah, you're gonna, oh, you're gonna hate this, dude. You hate grapefruit. It's an ale brewed with grapefruit. It's called Richmond Rally Cap. It, it is from Ashland, Virginia. Straight out of the VA. Here, here. Here we go. <laughs> and a little bio here says when he's the, instantly gonna not like it. <laughs> like, like his position is established. No, Mike, 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 Mike Vick's from there. That's my boy. <laughs> like his he's position. Some other yeah, 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 Mike, like, Mike Vick's my guy. His, his position is established. It says when the game is on the line and your hometown team needs that extra push, grab your Richmond rally cap, pop the top, and let your voice be heard. The Richmond Flying Squirrels and center of and center of the universe brewing. This is where this is from. Oh. Uh, are proud to present this grapefruit shandy, sure to fuel the charge and fan the flames of victory. Play Baseball. brew. Like play ball, play ball but play, play brew. brew. Oh, that's the, uh, the Richmond Minor League baseball squad. Yes, sir. Bet. 
Yeah, so it's the... It used it's, to be like a Braves affiliate. What are they now? See, I don't know. This is. I'm going to be honest, this is the first time me uh, hearing about the Richmond. Oh, this is great. Yeah. This is great. You like it, don't you? Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I know. I just... Nothing against you guys. Nothing against... No, I, just wanted, to, I just want to get my position out first. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. It's it just, delicious. Yeah, it's just... It's okay. But you hate grapefruit. I don't like grapefruit. That's very good. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Hey, you well, know what? It's, it's it tastes whatever. like... <laughs> I'm going to read the next one and I'm just going to make it up. Yes. Oh, okay. And I'm going to dictate whether or not oh, he got, likes it no, or no, no, not, no. just yeah. based on the description. <laughs> like this, <laughs> this North, Northwest Ohio lager. Oh, spectacular <laughs> beer. Spectacular. Well, From the rivers of Toledo. like, oh, this is great stuff. That's the Mon River. But it's the Red Hot. So who else is from your area? All the who are the big boys from here? Everybody, everybody, right? Everybody. Like that's why that's what I was trying to um, explain. It. Like yeah, when everybody. I grew up, like Lawrence Taylor, Bruce Smith, Kenny Kenny Easley, Ron Springs, those were the guys. Mel Gray were the guys that I kind of grew up on. It's like the um, that kind of created a generation for us. But the group younger than me, man, you know the Ronald Currys, the Michael Vicks, the Aaron Brookses. Those guys, crazy. Were something, man. The people that came isn't, out of that. Yeah, isn't Trey Pharrell Bye, from there? D'Angelo Hall. Pharrell. Isn't Pharrell yes. from? Dave Grohl's from? That? Pharrell, Missy Elliott, Timberland. They all in my age group, man. Um, Pharrell's an athlete? No. No? I'm no, not, not to my knowledge. Okay. What what sport do you think he would play, Pharrell? Soccer. You think, yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No. I was going to say, like, I was gonna play say, a little guard in basketball like, or something. Maybe. A little pickleball, man. Pickleball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> know if pickleball. pickleball existed, man, when, <laughs> when we were coming up. This, this is a new thing. Long, I'm, like, long time I'm like, what's wrong with that court right there? My daughter's like, Dad, that's pickleball. What's wrong with that court? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a, a, a controversial question as we start going into Super Bowls. Um, and I, you don't have to answer it. <laughs> That's a great start. That's a great start. I, I love question. it. I love it. But, but maybe you'll, you'll answer it in the most Mike Tomlin kind of way where you never answer the question, but you just, you know. Allegedly. Dance. Allegedly. You know how you dance? I, I'm not going to confirm or deny what the hell you just said. <laughs> that is your spiritual gift, Best. Though. Best defense you've coached, that Bucks D or the oh was it oh which 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 Steelers defense you think is better oh eight or ten? You think that's I don't know, that's just my opinion. Which which who's the best defense we've had since you've been here? Which without giving anybody any slight, we've had some great defenses. Just I I, I just thought the the ten group. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's the, the ten the, the the ten group beat you up. Yeah, yeah, it beat you <laughs> so up. That. And and so. You're not going to like the answer to this. Um, just in terms of physicality, without a doubt, the 10 group. Yeah. Um, the Buck group was a splash play group. And so it's, it's different. Yeah. Um, like, if, like, what are you talking about? Like, you're talking about a bar fight. You're talking about football. That 10 group created the player safety initiative. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I, seriously, I let's be honest. We're talking about historical perspective. Like, that collection of men created what we know now as the player <laughs> safety initiative. Like, the powers that be watch the powers that be watched them play, and they said, this is not good for football. This yeah. is not good for the future of football. <laughs> and so, like, from that perspective, man, how could you not? I respect, yeah, like, of course. like that group. Um, the 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 Tampa group, um, 
the Tampa group, the splash play ability of that group mm-hmm. um, was was sick. Um, equally as sick as the physicality of the 10 group. Yeah. Um, like, Derek Brooks scored five touchdowns that year. Yes, he did. Five. Yes, he did. Like, five. Like, we scored how, – how many defensive touchdowns did we score in the in – the, in the in the Super Bowl game itself, four, yeah, oh yeah, it was or like, three, yeah, three or four. Not by any hall, not by your Hall of Famer either, right? <laughs> right. Didn't but, was it De- was it Dexter? Jack- who's Dexter? Hold De- on, no, Evan, Dwight Tulsa. Smith had Dwight two. Smith. Yeah, um, Dwight Smith had two. Derek Brooks had one for sure. Maybe there was another one. I can't remember, but like every week um, in the, in the NFC Championship, Rondy had a pick six that won the game. Yeah. Um, in the week before that, in the divisional game against San Fran, I think Rondy had a pick six. Like, every week that, that team scored – I think that team scored 13 touchdowns or some, something like that. Probably more than some offenses. <laughs> like, and so they were different. Yeah. But, like, in the same neighborhood in terms of, man, I'm in the middle of something special here, like something historic here. You know that, like, mm. I'm with the group. But they were very different. And, and so, you tell me what environment I'm going in, I'll tell you what group I want to take with me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a good answer. Do you know what I mean? All right. We got some fresh cut French fries with truffle oil, a little bit of Parmesan cheese, and a sriracha aioli. Hey, I, I love how you make this very official by giving him a microphone oh, yes. right there. Oh, yes. Yeah. He actually asked for the microphone. I requested yeah. it, yeah. I, I like that. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I want to be making requests. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see what I can get away with. And no doubt. He wanted no press he, the limits. He wants, he wants Gino Malkin on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Gino. Um, did you coach that room at. or did that room coach you? Both. Those are some old heads. Both. Right? You know how it is, man. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. When you're, you're a, when you're a young coach, like, yeah, I had a job to do in terms of getting them prepared and preparedness and stuff like that. But when you coach unique guys, mm-hmm. they rewrite convention and rules in terms of how you coach, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the mental capacity of Barber as a nickel, it challenged me to coach him different. Hmm. Like, he'd be like, hey, man, when they run that, that counter all away, man, you want me to chase that guard? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you, say, you say it so, just like that yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so good. now I gotta coach it right. you know now I'm coaching Sam Linebacker cause he sees it like a Sam Linebacker you follow me mm-hmm. um, I, I think that whenever you have unique players whenever you have great players you're learning from them and applying the things that they do naturally that they can't articulate and you try to teach others because you'd be negligent not to, to not take something from a great player. No, and and and, Here's and the use thing. it like to say like a great player comes and says, "I'm gonna do this." No, no, don't do that. Do th- You're and not on the field. He's on the field. Here's the thing: forget them. They do it. Yeah, they might not even be able to articulate mm-hmm. how or why they do it. Sure. That's what makes them who they are. I think the key is, and the and the thing is, and I think the benefit that I had was, I was so young in coaching that I just wasn't resistant. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, oh no, 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 this is this is how I'll do it. You know, you know what I mean? And so I was so young in coaching that when Lynch would do something freaky, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> what what were you thinking there? What were you looking at? How can we make that a new rule? Like, how can I teach? Like Troy, I see something, cover me. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, but you know what? That's why I had such a tolerance for 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 Troy and what what made him so special. Because I just I've been fortunate. I've been around guys that are a little bit different. Well, as you were saying that, I was curious because you said early on you were you were um, more flexible to to be more open minded to that. Thank you. Do you feel as if um, as you've progressed in your coaching career that you've been more or or less open to player suggestion? I don't. I don't know. Because you have a track record. I don't know that the answer to that because like I got shaped by you. We all get shaped by the journey. Sure. And so I was around these unique dudes at an early age that created this give and take and this openness in me that I've carried with me forever that I don't know what my perspective would be like if I hadn't been exposed to them. I don't know. That makes sense. I don't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, just, they were special dudes. Like, Lynch was a special guy. Barbara was a special guy. Brooks was a special guy. Sap was a special guy. How about like learning the front Simeon Rice, yeah. Yeah, learning the front around guys like that. Like, I learned it in 3D. Mm. I learned how, you know, how special, how a special B-gap player controlled the game. It was commonplace to me. I knew the standard. I knew what it was. I knew what it looked like. And so when I was able to go to Minnesota, I was able to talk to Kevin Williams about, hey, look, I'll let you know when you're dominant, man, because when you're dominant, this is what changes. Yeah. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because I've seen it. Like, and I think, that's, I think that's what being around great players gives you as a coach. Like, you know what special looks like, man. You ain't speculating. Like, you know when you're in that space. And, and so I think that that's what was cool about, like, the 08 and the 010 defenses to be a part of it like I had been a part of something cool before and so you saw it I was able to appreciate it while it was happening like we got one (laughs) you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I got Um, and so that's cool I got one buck one last bucks nerd question as the resident Floridian and then we can continue on what was it like the transition between Dungey into Gruden uncomfortable um I didn't want to be there Hmm. to be honest with you um, and I, as much as I love Lynch and Barber and them, man, um, Tony Dungy gave me my break in the NFL, man. He hired me. So your coaching mentor, would you say? Without question. Yeah. I mean, the guy hired. Not a, ba- not a bad one, by the way. <laughs> no, 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 it's pretty good. Um, like the dude hired me at 28, not as a quality control guy. Like quality control guys didn't exist. Like I was a secondary coach. Hmm. Like I, re- my, I replaced Herm Edwards. Herm got the jet job and they replaced him with me. You know what I mean? Um, and so like that was it for me. Yeah. And so when he got fired, the prospect of me not being able to go with him to be contractually held there never, that thought never even crossed my mind to be honest with you. Hmm. Um, but that's what happened. It happened because of the strength of the unique men we were talking about. Right. They knew they had special players there and so they weren't going to disrupt that. And they had our rights con- contractually. So all the defensive coaches, Monty Kiffin, Rod Marinelli, Joe Barry, myself, um, we, we were held under contract. Mm. And so we came with the job like furniture. I don't even know if I don't even know if Coach Gruden was really interested in retaining us. We probably just came with the gig. <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. <laughs> like from I'm just looking at it, looking back at it, 2020 vision. I don't know whether he was excited 
about it or not. Like, you know, hey, who's this 28-year-old dude? I'm, like, sure, I'm sure that ring helped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but to your point, we kind of motley crew kind of came together and we had instant success. And so we all probably got over that pretty quickly. So helps. Yeah. When, and I'm taking off the bucks, but it, kind of the same sort of thing with the new coaches, you become a new head coach with a team. At what point, I'm sure there's a political answer, but at what point truly does it feel like your team? Right away, after your first draft class, after some of the vets are, like, what point does it really feel like your team? Year two. Year two? So yeah, you get past I, the first year, and then that's like, okay. A lap around. I think very much just like a second-year player. Mm. I think if you've been a lap around the track, there's no more mystical things about, hey, what am I doing here? What does a 12-month calendar look like? What does this potentially lead to? What are the ramifications of this decision or not? Or yeah. y- You know what I mean? It's so many unanswerable questions on that first lap. Hmm. Like, you can't answer them. Like, do we drive back to the to Pittsburgh for a rainy day practice? Or stay <laughs> you think there? about you like, think or about just cancel practice. Yeah, like, yeah. Like you think about it. You think about it. And so, 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 what you do is you go with your natural gut killer instinct. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna beat yeah. these guys miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me some buses. Give me some buses. The power goes out back there. It's awful. Yeah, it's just awesome. <laughs> Seems way <laughs> like, too specific. Like, being like, an example. Gonna some, <laughs> that was just an example. We're gonna build some collective character through misery. Just an example. It was a different era. Common enemy, right? Common enemy. Hey, think about this. Think about this. I was telling some this the other day think about what a dinosaur you are okay <laughs> good, think about good, it another like, good segue what yeah, a good, yeah. great way to like, start this like think about it like anybody in their early 30s or younger never had a two a day in their life <laughs> yeah. at any level of ball right think about it mm-hmm. like the vast majority of people playing professional football right now have never had a two a day in their life and so if you come from the two a day era and you envision camp full so, contact like twice a day, like pass, like everything. Nine <laughs> seven I'm a quarterback. Like I get people like, say, "Oh, you're like, a quarterback," but it, it doesn't no, matter. Like it was like, still. But think about yes. it. Like there is a there's an error there. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a that's a break. That's a like there's a different perspective on the game that is just different. We all yeah. shaped by our relationship with the game, our journeys. And whether or not you're a two-a-day guy or not is significant. Mm, Just in terms of your attitudes about, excuse me, about a lot of things. Um, You know, if you were raised in the era of player safety and targeting, you're different in a lot of ways. That's why I always say, like, I got got the, like, I got both. Like, I caught a lot of that two-a-day and then caught this player stuff, then caught the protecting stuff. So I got to see a lot of it. That's that's probably my number one question when I go speak somewhere or whatever. You know, what's the difference in the game? And I and I don't mean it that people now aren't tough, but I would say the toughness of the game, and, and I say not just physically tough, mentally tough, because to do a two-a-day in Latrobe or wherever your camp is, when it's hot and it's full pads and you're hitting, and again, I, I, I put an asterisk on, I'm the quarterback, I didn't get hit. But the fact I saw guys, and and literally, at, at those, I remember my first couple years, like, if a guy rolled his ankle in practice, he went to the sideline, taped it up, and came back in. You didn't – he wasn't out for a week. It just It's just the way it was. And I'm not saying, guys, there's not real tough guys now, but it was like whether you were afraid to lose your job because then you could lose your job for, for it or something. Hey. It, it's just hey. different. Hey. But, but the world hey. is different, but it's just different. I'm not disputing any of that. But, like, you know, 
my parents blew secondhand smoke in my face. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you rode you, the you, back you, of the car with no seatbelt too. I, I stood up in between the two seats. <laughs> I know, I get you, it. You, you know what I mean? Life is like, that's why I say the the life like, is just. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. I don't think it, I ever just, wore a, a like a like like skateboard or, or roller skating or, or bike in a helmet. And I, now if my kids don't have a put your helmet, I know, on, what's wrong but, with you? I, I understand <laughs> the argument totally. Yeah, but like it's an evolution component to this thing, and I just. I'm not, I believe in it. I believe in it. I'm, I don't think these guys are any less tough. I think that if these guys were put in a time machine and were in that environment, they'd still be the same guys. They'd just be dudes that went through two a days and yeah, doing crazy stuff. Um, I just think they I think they would adapt environmentally, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they would adapt, um, do you think the reverse is true? That some of these hard-nosed, tough guys, people who are iconic for their physicality would still be iconic today for their physicality if they didn't have yes. him? Yes. Um, I believe the power associated with that coming out of your hips and so forth, I, just, I think it travels. Mm. I think some of those things, I think, I think outlier special people are, are travel. They, they're, you know, you know, like, you know, like the coolest thing about the Steelers, Steelers of the 70s is what big men they are. Mm. Like, you know those good football teams, right? Like, just look at the frames of those men. Like, like Mel Blunt is a big human Still being. Still play, I swear. He's a big human being. Like, he's a big human being. Like, Joe Green is a big human being. Like, Franco is a big human, big frame human being. Like, yeah, like, I shook John Cole's like, hand one time. In general, the evolution of man, right? The, the Joe court. Green still scares me. I love like, <laughs> Joe. I think Joe finally like has a little bit, of, like a little bit of respect for me. And I'll take a little bit of respect from Joe Green when he shakes your hand or looks at you. Like, yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, he is a he's scary, Mr. Green. Yes, sir. He's, he's Mr. Green. Scary human being. Like, like he's, scary he's Mr. Human Green. Is awesome. <laughs> like, um, I just you know, I see it from that perspective. Like, like it just there's evolution. Yeah. And and I tried, and I see it that way increasingly so because I got a desire to do this for an extended period of time, and so it's adapt or die for me. Um, if you're stale, if you're resistant to the evolution, you're gonna end up moving slow. You're gonna be a step behind, like you, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just probably even now more so than ever, I'm I'm open to to that that stuff, the differences, and and secondarily but probably equally as important like just as a dad whose kids play football like how can I hate any movement to make you know make the game safer for them like yeah. I get out of bed in the morning my hip is killing me because because <laughs> I fell on I fell on some AstroTurf in 93 man I, I caught a I caught a jump ball and somebody cut my legs out okay I fell on my hip in 93 it was AstroTurf. But, but yeah, that was just concrete. It was AstroTurf, right? Yeah. They used to roll the turf out on top of some concrete, right? That's a parking lot. But That's just what because is. my hip hurts, do I want my kid's hip to hurt too? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I used to do this backwards in the like, snow. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like I'll play it in Jordans in that game because <laughs> like you wore basketball shoes because the turf was so bad. You, you know? Nah, man, I, I want them to play on good surfaces. and You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of that's where I'm at with it. I would love to, as we're, I mean, we're kind of getting close to the end here, but um, I, I would love to start, like, I want to hear some stories. Like, I want to hear the Super Bowl, like, our Super Bowl in Tampa. What was going through your mind 
in James Harrison's when that play. We had James on here, so he told us the whole thing. So we loved hearing it from him. But like, it, from your perspective, from pre-snap, everything that, that whatever you can remember, like what, what was what was your thoughts? How to how to break break that for us? It was all happening so quick. The first half of the play, anybody other than James that tells you what they were thinking is lying. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay. Yep. You know how it is. The initial contour of a play, you're watching everything. I'm watching everything. Boom, he's got the ball in his hands. Great. We saved three points. Right. For, that's it. That's what I'm thinking. That's it. By the time he gets to midfield, I'm starting to look up at the clock. Were you thinking get down? Get yeah, out of I was. <laughs> I was. Because I ain't no way in the world I thought he was going to make it. Right. <laughs> like, I didn't think he was going to make it. Like, just the stuff that was going on around him. Everything. People was running around him and doubling Trying back. to take the ball from getting him. Blocks. Like, I was running beside yeah. him. Like, you know, it was just, it was like, it was like. And Larry gets him if he doesn't run into someone on the sideline. I'm telling you, it was no way I thought he was going to. So the whole time, like, the vast majority of the play, I'm wondering whether or not we're going to get three points out of it. I'm like. Scoreboard, Jay. Scoreboard, you know. Yeah. Um, it was very late in the down before I started considering the fact that he was going to score with it, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, and that's the truth. Yeah. It wasn't like he was running, I'm thinking pick six, awesome. No. Um, <laughs> I was thinking three points. Three, you know, he got the midfield. I'm thinking, oh, we got a field goal out of this. This is this is six-point six point swing. Yeah. You, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, that was my perspective. Um, it, funny, funny. And he gets like the 10. Now you're like, is he going to get in? And, and now I'm starting thinking, oh my God, because of time. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm not getting anything out of it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, and, and then he scores and all. The funniest thing is he's down. He's down over there. And he's down. He's flat. I run over there to get him like Norway and some other people. I go out there after him. And I look down at him, man. He's flat, man. He's I was like, James. He was like, I'm tired, boss. <laughs> Dude, in the James sort of way. Yeah. I'm tired, boss. <laughs> they trying to figure out what's wrong with him. You know what I mean? Because he's flat. <laughs> just, just dead of the world. I'm tired, boss. I'm like, bro, it's halftime and you scored. You get, get up. <laughs> like, like, get up, man. We got a, we got a Super Bowl halftime, man. We got, we got plenty of time. You know? My man wasn't even celebrating. <laughs> Dude. He didn't ask me to score. He just was like, I'm, I'm tired, boss. It was is an exact quote. <laughs> oh, my Classic that. James. I love that's like in history. That's how that story ends. I'm tired, boss. Classic James. <laughs> I'm tired, boss. What? Arguably one of the greatest plays in not just Super Bowl history but football history, correct? I mean, no doubt. Yeah, it was just no doubt to to have a guy. I mean, it's one thing of a no, no if doubt. Troy does it, it's it's spectacular. But you're like, yeah, you expect that from Troy, or you expect a DB, something. Like, but for him to drop into coverage, or you know, whatever he did, it's a moment <laughs> in time. Crazy. It's a moment in time, man. Um, um, the the interesting thing is in today's game. And this is what I mean about special players. In today's game, that's commonplace. In zero blitzes, defensive coaches teach linebackers when the line turns to you and you're picked up by an offensive lineman, pop out. It's taught today. Hmm. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't taught then. And special players do things that, that shape coaching. Yeah. And, and that's an example of it. Did we teach it? Heck no, did we, we did not teach it. We wouldn't have thought about teaching it. Do we teach it today? Is 
not only do we teach it, everyone teaches it. Mm. In zero blitzes, when the line slides your way as a stand-up defender and you're occupied by an offensive lineman, you pop out because you're not going to get there. They're going to punch you in the throat. The ball's going to be gone. And so that's just – Yeah. But that's what's cool, you know, just to bring that discussion back around about how great Mm -hmm. players shape coaching – that's, 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 that's James Harrison's contribution to the game of football. What yeah. – like, so the next one would be obviously tone sketch. When we get down there, I always I – mean, I, I still say it. I think he would say it. The play before it was, 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 was game over, right? I mean – Hey, bro, like what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> like let's, let's – hey, I'm still – I didn't appreciate the touchdown as much as I should have. Because you're still mad. Because I was her? still lamenting <laughs> the play before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I've told people this, and whether they believe me or not, this is the truth. I, for, when I threw that ball, I had no business throwing that ball because the ball probably should have been picked. Should have been. I mean, the DB took this bad little angle, did something, and I and I tell people that when I got down there, I forgot a field goal is all like I, I wasn't thinking three, and and I think maybe as I got older in my career, you start thinking, okay, like be more careful, just. And maybe that, that was to our advantage or whatever, but I had no thoughts about anything other than throwing that's going to touchdown. And so when you let it go, it was like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Okay, good job. I don't know what your thoughts were when the ball was <laughs> okay, in the air. But, <laughs> but in my opinion, I didn't even think, because there's no reason to throw that ball knowing you need three. No reason. I think year two with you, second half of that year, I was really starting to get comfortable with, what happened when those plays got extended. Mm -hmm. So I can't tell you that it scared me. It didn't. Like, dude, when you started doing this, (laughs) like, when you started doing this, and particularly if you started doing this with it. (laughs) Point. (laughs) Both hands involved. Good things happened. Yeah. Like, good things happened. Um, So I know what you mean, but... Like, nah, like we had, you know, you had left Baltimore directing tone back toward the middle of the field. You know what I mean? Like, think about what kind of led up to that moment. And even over like the course of those two seasons, I don't know that I viewed it in that way. Hmm. That's Um, good to know. Utter confidence in you. (laughs) Nah, man, when plays got extended, he ate. He ate. Oh like, yeah, we got the we got to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, got the, so when that so you know. when when you probably as I, I can imagine as a defensive coach when we scored there, you probably didn't even want to celebrate because you're like time like I got we got to stop one more time right like it wasn't even like happy. No, I was happy. Were you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But again, it might have been my youth and inexperience. Yeah. You know, I wasn't experienced enough to be scared about the things that the things that had to happen to close the game out. Like to me, like. Dude, we got a holding penalty to start that drive. First play, I tell people I try to give like, my, I like, try to give a Joe Montana speech. Like <laughs> we got a holding, like, that like we got so a well. holding to start that drive. Like that wrong that, direction. That drive started first and twenty. Like that's a story. That's a Over. component of the story that never gets told. So like, oh, was I worried God. about what? Happened next? No, we we were first and twenty in a two minute drive to win the Super Bowl, bro. Like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So no. Um. So when did it hit you? Like when I just won a Super Bowl? Like when the ball's on the ground? Uh, but I think uh, Kiesel sack Woodley falls on it. Was it then that you were like, did it sink in yet, or when did it sink into you? 
No, you get swept up in it. Yeah. You get swept up in it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, no. You get swept, you know, I'm trying to think, trying to think, maybe just sitting on the bus. Hmm. Like, after all the whatever. It's a whirlwind afterwards. There's a moment of normalcy, like when you're sitting on the bus for a minute and you're going back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. When you get back to the hotel, it's hysteria again. Yeah. But the moment, like on the bus, where it's a travel party. And you can... You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. There was a cool little moment there on the bus when I just got my seat on the bus and I was like, oh man, that was pretty good. <laughs> you, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that. That. Um, it, it, prior, prior to that, and I, granted, I had been a part of a Super Bowl before as an assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe I had an anticipation of what it was going to be like, but the demands of a head coach was so different yeah. that I had no anticipation of it. I Man, I got swept up into things, and I'm on the podium, I'm doing interviews. You know what I mean? Mm. Like people brought my family to me. It's like I saw my crazy. family much sooner than I anticipated. <laughs> like somebody I didn't know just like handed me my daughter. Like, Here she is. I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> that's convenient. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Convenient. Like it's so much of it is happening so fast and it's happening around you, and you're kind of being propped up. You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. Like that's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. And so it's just you swept up in it. Yeah. To say that you're anything other than that is probably nah, yeah. you swept you swept up in it. I I want to because we're gonna hit one more beer and we're gonna wrap the thing up. But because I, I have one little thing I want to do. But do you have a? I'm not throwing you a spot. This is hard. Do you have a good like player story? Like just something unique, random. Just that James was a great one. But just anything like could be just anything that that people maybe have never heard or think would be funny or or interesting or someone doing something that made you laugh or. It's so many, man. I, well, I, I, I <laughs> it's, figured it's, it's so many. Know something. It's so many. Um, I got a funny. I got a. I got a funny Nick Eason story. Nick Eason, holy cow! Nick you really Eason. are. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, we get something like, like Nick Eason. Like, this is awesome. Like, no, okay. it's just it's just so yeah, yeah. funny, man. Okay. Um, it's like the off season. You know, he has a young lady friend that he's trying to impress, man. Like. Um, he brings her down to the facility. He gives her like a facility tour. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a Sunday. Okay. You know, it's like nobody in the facility, but I'm in the facility. And so I kind of, I watch all of this, you know, and I let him live. <laughs> okay. I let him live. Um, but it's just so funny to me because he is laying it on thick. I mean, he is like, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he yeah. is laying it on thick. And, you know, he's in there 20 minutes or whatever facility tour. He probably, he was Ben's locker. Yeah, <laughs> really tight. You know what I mean? Just whatever. Just the big homie. You yeah, know. It just, it's just funny. It's just, it's beautiful. They leave the facility and I, I let them leave because I didn't want to, I was going to kill them later, <laughs> but I didn't want to ruin it for them at the time. And so I let them leave the facility and... They pull out or whatever. And then so they pull out and leave. I pull out and leave. And I think I gave them enough lead where it's comfortable. 
when I get up South Waters and I get to the the light at the hot metal and the light's red and he's at the light. And so, like, I'm behind him, okay? <laughs> at this point, I'm like, oh, man, I hope he doesn't see me. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to get him later, but again, I'm not trying to bust him. Right about that time, like, he leans over, man, and he makes a muscle in the car, man. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a muscle, and she's admiring his muscle, man. <laughs> like, and that's what took me over the edge, man. I almost ran into the back of him, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just, hey, hey, it was a big day for him. Big I mean, day. I mean, I mean, legitimately, like he was, he was, he was shorter. His muscle, a literal flex, a literal flex, a literal flex, a literal flex. Hey, good for him, man. The literal good flex. For him. Oh my goodness! At that moment, I couldn't let him live anymore, man. I'm looking for his cell number. <laughs> In my phone, like put your arm down immediately. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he is lucky. I did not have his cell number in my phone, man. <laughs> I, I had to wait. I had to wait. I had to wait to the, the the top of the next week to get him. <laughs> um, I kill him for life over that. That is um, really funny. Uh, you know, now he's a highly respected defensive line I'll coach. Coach at Clemson. Yeah. Here's a funny uh, Coach Easton story for you, young. D lineman yes. at Clemson. Ooh, All right, we're gonna get he this. was living that oh. football life. Almost had it, bro. Yeah. He was living that football life. He was showing off his facilities and this flexing his muscle. Literally. Literally flexing the muscle. That's literally. Um, After this breakdown, I, I have a. Uh, that, that's that's probably not what you anticipated, but that that is no, it wasn't. That is awesome. one of that is one of <laughs> that the funniest. That is exactly what we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Evan. What we got here? Just your run-of-the-mill crab cake with a little bit of... Nothing you make run-of-the-mill. Okay. Well, a fancy crab cake with <laughs> a little bit of jalapeno aioli. Mm, thank you. This is obviously because... I like, I like the monotone delivery, man. You, that, that's that's, <laughs> that's why he's a fan favorite. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, man, you lucky I got to take my Sorry. family to dinner, man. I'd be killing all of this. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do have a uh, Ben question. Oh, Ben. Oh, yeah. Better be quick because he's got to get out of here. And I yeah, yeah, yeah no. Man, I'm good. Let's do it. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it won't take long. But, uh, That's good. So you're talking, you're talking about the, uh, the role of having amazing players, and obviously in the Steel organization, you've had plenty to deal with. Um, when Ben retires, you have a huge void that's never been there before for you in the offense. If Kenny doesn't drop and you guys pick him up, what was the actual plan? Was it just to ride out with Mitch? I or think, was there something I, else? Uh, I, I think that's why we I think that's why we acquired Mitch. So that we wouldn't feel a need to do something stupid. Sure. Or to you, you know what I mean? Or or feel that type of angst. Um, you know, Mitch was a starter capable guy, he'd been a franchise guy, you know, he was young with upside, you know, just all the things that, that you know about him, a quality dude. Um, it was important for us to do business with him on, on the front side of the draft so we wouldn't feel the anxiety that you kind of outlined. Sure. That's good. We're going to do – what's our last beer, Spence? The last beer – the one we have here actually was sent in. Uh, I think the last one was sent in from some fans as well. Uh, Man, this is a nice lager right here from <laughs> Northwestern Ohio. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, this is called Giga Blaster. I'll put this Giga Blaster? That's what they named it. I'm sorry? It is from Avi- Aviator Brewing. Here's the beer can. Aviator Brewing Company from um, 
North Carolina. I can't pronounce this name, so I'm not going to try, but it's from North Carolina. Sent in by Matt and Rhonda Minor. Um, their favorite Big Ben story was training camp 2013. You signed something for their daughter. That was very nice oh. of you, Ben. Yeah. Uh, the, the Giga Blaster is a New England style IPA brewed with heavy late additions of hops to include Apollo, Citra, Galaxy, uh, Vic Secret, and El Dorado. It should be hazy and delicious. The alcohol content is 6%. The IBU is 45. It doesn't smell overly hoppy. Goodness, what, why, you, you emphasized the hops for some reason. There. Uh, yeah, the hoppy. Because it, <laughs> it was a late edition. Hoppy. A late edition. Yep. So you taste the how it's like piney? Yes. It's New England, right? Mm-hmm. And it was say New England? Yeah. Look at you, dude. Yeah, yeah. Alchemist. The growth. The growth. <laughs> the growth. <laughs> um, hey, my favorite Ben story, quickly. Um, <laughs> you know, Don't there's a lot on. of them. Can we move on? There's a lot of them. But man, that's good. Thank you guys for that. Man, moment. when that's he got good. his nose broken in Baltimore, <laughs> when he got his nose broken in Baltimore, his nose was an absolute mess. <laughs> Doc Bradley a, told me it wasn't that bad on the sideline. That's what. That's the funny story. <laughs> this dude comes to the sideline, dude. It was an absolute mess. It was a mess. Okay, <laughs> he comes to the sideline during a timeout, and he's got gauze hanging out of it. It's like, it's like. It's not anywhere close to the center of his face, right? <laughs> and he's like, and he looks around. It's a couple of us standing around in a group. No one wants to look at me. Like, no, <laughs> nobody <laughs> looking at him directly. Okay, like he looks at me. I go, I look away. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's such a mess that it's a football timeout. We got football business to discuss. Like, but Bradley's in the group. <laughs> Because, like, whenever there's a timeout, he come over, just, like, the doc is a component of it. Because yes. in 2023, he'd have been out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just on the from the look of it. From the looks of You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, they'd be no, like, Coach, I'm good. Nah, bro. Nah, Trust they'd, me, call from, they'd have called him from New York, get him out of the game. Yeah, That's, a <laughs> That's a bad look. <laughs> hey, never missed a play. Hey, dude. So he looks around at the group, and he's like, what? Like, what, is it a mess? <laughs> How, or you said something like, how do I look? Yeah. And nobody answered. Bra- oh, Bradley. Well, at one point, Bradley told me, I'm not really sure what the check are we going to halftime. Oh, I said, Doc, I can smell her on the corner. Hey, bro. Like, what are you talking about? Hey, bro, I didn't answer. And you kind of like, you scanned the group while you was asking. But when you looked at me, I said, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't look at him. I couldn't look at him. Now, uh, I couldn't look at him. Oh, man. I couldn't look at him. I love hearing the the different perspectives of this story. That was one of the moments, like, you know, as a coach, you just pride yourself in, like, you know, yeah, I let my son do that. (laughs) Like, if that was my son, man, his nose was... Was was a mess like that. I don't Just know. Just kept on man. keeping on, huh? I don't know, man. <laughs> Appreciate oh you. Oh my goodness, yeah. Appreciate you. Well, thanks, um, Matt and Rhonda, for that beer. That was that was good. I really enjoyed that. Thank you. We are going to end this thing because we got about five minutes left, and this is a, we're going to do a new segment that Spence doesn't even know about. It's true. Like, truly doesn't know this. This is really? a new segment that we're going to try. Okay. All okay. Right. And what I'm going to do is, uh, it, it feels fitting, and it feels fitting that it happens with you first. Okay, because when we would have practice spends, yeah. <laughs> coach would always when we did our two minute drill. Okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm thinking about calling this the two minute drill. Yeah, I like well, it. you're gonna win it every time. Well, not every time, but most times. Um, <laughs> A lot. But what happens was coach would be like, "Hey, um, we're gonna give you 152, one timeout, got to go 72 yards. You need a touchdown to win." 
like he would he would create a scenario. Okay. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to create a scenario for him. Oh yes. Okay. So Spence, I don't know if you have your phone available. I do. I, love it. I do. We're gonna we're gonna put one fifty two on the clock. Okay. I love it. I've got a series of quick questions, quick hitting questions. All right. I'm gonna ask him. Let's just let's see how many we can get through. I like this. Okay, this this is a new. It's called two minutes. I like two, minute two minute drill. drill. All right, hey, it's okay. like Family Feud, man. You want one fifty two? One fifty two on the clock. Like, All right. I always said my 70. daughter got sixteen. We do Family Feud. Yeah, you guys should. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. serious about That'd it. That'd be fun. Yeah. I was gonna say, well, my kids, we can go against you, but my kids are too young for that. They want to <laughs> yeah, you gotta be careful. One fifty-two, seventy-two yards, near touchdown to win. All right, end the game, end the two-point, not you, a half point. You tell not, me not when. Not halftime. Yeah. Once, once I finish the first question. Okay, got it. Okay, we're gonna see if we can get through all these. All right, ready? Yep. Favorite sport to watch? Gymnastics. Pepsi or Coke? Pepsi. Favorite food? Pizza. Favorite sport to play? Football in life. It's deep. Do you call it pop or soda? Soda. I knew I could trust you. Would you rather watch college football or the NFL? College. Artificial turf or grass? Grass all the way. What's your favorite Tomlinism? Oh, man. I don't know. Um, smile in the face of adversity. Okay. It's a classic. Sunday night football or Monday night football? Monday night. Historian. Yeah. Monday okay. night. What's your fastest 40? Four, five, six in life. What's your go-to song? Mm. Go-to song. Simple Man of Late. Great song. Okay. Leonard Skinner. Who's the baddest UFC fighter? Man, I'm a Diaz brother. Which one? Nick, big brother. Mm. Fourth and goal at the one. Are you running it or throwing it? Uh, home or away. It's good either. I'm, I'm going to run it until I can't. Okay. Chocolate or vanilla ice cream? Chocolate. Favorite football player of all time? Mike Irvin. Mm. Playmaker. What's your go-to dessert? Um, sweet potato pie. Oh, classic. What's your favorite vacation spot? Um, the Breakers. Hmm. Berkey. Yeah. Favorite singer or group of all time? Or uh, could be now. Of all time. My goodness. Ten seconds. I don't know that I have one. That is... Ocean or lake? Lake. Time. One play left in the game. What's your go-to defensive call? Dog rush. Last one. Who's your favorite kid? Oh, we're out of time. <laughs> Shoot, we would have been Harley. I'm not nearly as conflicted as you think on that. You know, hey, and neither are you, okay? Like, you got one daughter. He came prepared for that question. <laughs> hey, no, no, you're not, when you got one daughter. I only have one daughter, but I only have one kid. When you got so, one daughter, it's yeah. not a hard question. Yes. Uh, uh, all right, Spence, land the plane. <laughs> Mike Z, thank you so much um, for gracing us with yes, your presence, man. Thank, thank you. you for the stories, the knowledge, the insight. We appreciate you. Um, I feel like we could have went for another two hours. Like, Oh, easy. I can't believe yeah. it. They're easy. Trying, man. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. wild. Yeah. Um, and we gave the fans what they wanted. And I understand why. I yes, understand why they kept awesome. on asking. I yeah. understand. They're gonna. I'm gonna ask for a part two for sure. For sure. Uh, I do want to give you an opportunity. I know you do a lot of work within the community. I know you partner with some awesome organizations and ministries. If there's anything you would like to plug, just real quick before we land this plane, I want to give you that opportunity to do so. Man, um, can't say enough about Pastor Ed. Man, Urban Impact. Um, we do a lot of work with them. I do a Man Up conference annually with them. That 
that'll be going on in June where we're encouraging us, each other to be the best godly fathers that we can be, not only in our homes, but in our community to help the fatherless. Um, but beyond that, man, what he's doing at Urban Impact, he's he's doing things right here in this community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an awesome ministry. Um, the ministers serve and live in the communities in which they serve. I just got a lot of respect for that. Um, I'm a Pittsburgher. I've been here long enough to say that. And, and so I just appreciate that component of what they do, like just boots on the ground and, and, and living in the communities in which they serve. Much respect to Pastor Ed and Urban Impact. You're a big boys and girls club too, aren't you? Cause I was a, I was yeah. a boy, I was a boys club kid back then, man. It was just the boys club. Like yeah. the girls had their own club. Um, but you know, we weren't a daycare family. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom was single parent, man. At the boys club when I was a kid, man, it was $2 for a summer pass. And so you paid $2, you had a summer pass. Your mom dropped you off on her way to work, man. And that mm-hmm. was daycare. And uh, you learned some hard lessons in those boys clubs, man. <laughs> but it kind of shaped us all, man. Like some of the guys that you know uh, from my area, uh, we all grew up um, in, in the boys clubs of Newport News. Nice. There was an impactful guy named Pooh Johnson that ran all the rec stuff, man, that raised us all. You ask Michael Vick, you're talking to Aaron Brooks, you're talking to anybody from my community and say Pooh Johnson and watch them smile. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That's what a legacy, man. Well, we appreciate you. Yep. Um, obviously, for who you are, for what you do for uh, the team, with the city, and even off the field. Uh, if you guys are not already, go ahead and plug into all of uh, Coach Thomas' socials. Uh, I'm sure they're being ran perfectly by, by <laughs> Teresa. Teresa <Marley. laughs> yes. uh, also, if you are not already, go ahead and follow at footballing with Ben on Instagram. We do all kinds of giveaways, exclusive content. We will be dropping the recipes shortly of all the food that you see Evan making here. We appreciate your time. Hope you have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Coach Tomlin. Appreciate you being here. Really Thank enjoyed you, it and um, enjoyed the time we got to spend together both on and off the field and look forward to many, many more fun stories and, and beers in the basement. And no so, doubt, brother. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.